0: hello there and welcome to this episode of casual fridays i am your host dada my podcast is brought to you by my channel i read aloud if you haven't yet subscribed to my channel i hope you will you can find it on youtube under at i read aloud it's all one word and on my channel i actually post videos where i read poetry short stories Sometimes fairy tales and children's stories too, letters such as by Jane Austen and others. And so if you like such content, please do subscribe. Um, this podcast, um, is basically, um, a platform where weekly themes are discussed through personal experiences, anecdotes, conversations and storytelling. Today's episode is titled Servitude versus Solitude, and it's a spin-off, uh, last week's episode, which was about solitude and aloneness. And basically, I reached, I had reached, um, while writing last week's episode, the section on servitude and felt that it was going to be really a long section. And so I had to make a, just a, a complete episode on this part. If you haven't checked my previous episode on solitude and aloneness, please do so, so you can maybe follow more of what I'm saying, but you can also choose not to, it's up to you. Um, I want to start by defining servitude, because servitude, um of course, comes from the verb to serve, and therefore it's supposed to have like a positive connotation, you should serve with love, but sometimes... Uh, Of course, you could serve money, you could serve a company, you could serve work itself, you could be in public office and serve people, or in religious office and serve people, or a community, so on and so forth. I am not going to go into all those types of servitude. I'm going to to focus mainly on servitude towards family, family members. Um, parents serving their children or being in servitude towards their children. Um, parents or children taking care of elderly. Um, someone, I don't know, a spouse taking care of a partner who's physically or mentally challenged or a child who is also, um, physically or mentally challenged. So this is going to be, um, the scope of our discussion today in servitude. And the thing is, as I was saying before, that servitude does stem from love. You know, you serve family members from a a place of love. But if you forget to be in solitude, and that's where solitude comes in, if you forget to spend time with yourself, if you forget to take care of yourself, then servitude could, could spin off into victim mode, into... Uh, resentment of the person you are serving or caring for. And this is something which we would like to avoid, of course. Now, I always like to tell you at the beginning of my episode what um, inspired the episode. And it was basically a conversation I had with a mom of uh, two teenage kids. Now, of course, in our society, we're always taught that moms should... Uh, you know, give their all to their children, they're their priority. And so this mother is in servitude, in complete servitude of her daughters and of her home. Um, she also works outside the home. That's an important point to make. Um, and she has forgotten to her, forgotten herself. She is constantly exhausted. She's actually been hospitalized several times over the past few years. And the diagnosis has been exhaustion every time. Uh, She does not take time for herself. She's always, you know, giving to her family, giving to her kids. Which, of course, on the outside is beautiful, but what is that doing to her on a personal level? That's another question. And it's a question of concern, of course, because when you're always tired and you cannot look after—I mean, you can't look after yourself—at one point, how can you? actually look after others, right? And the thing is that with this mom as well, she has a bit of control issues. And so she does not uh, teach her children uh, autonomy. She... um, Always wants to control every aspect of their lives, and they have learned to be dependent on her. And there's actually a lot of codependence in this relationship. And if a family member has would like to step in, and and it has happened that family members have tried to help out, maybe taking by taking the kids um, for a whole day for an afternoon, so she could have time off. What's happened was because the kids are not un- autonomous at all. They cannot make any decision or take any step without calling her or texting her and taking her consent for every move. And, um, if they don't text her, she texts them and, or like calls them and, and to see what they're doing. So basically, instead of her having a long time, instead of her uh, taking a break from her responsibilities and, and taking a breath, so to speak, maybe sleeping, doesn't have too much, right? Um, she, is in constant servitude even from afar, and her servitude has actually reached a point of self-sacrifice. And her self-sacrifice is harming her physically, mentally, harming her children by not being autonomous, and it has created a case of codependence. The children are dependent on her for, you know, advice, um, you know, for uh, direction in life, and she is dependent on them for motherly love and, um, you know, for control. She loves control, and that, too, uh, you know, is something that she feeds off of, right? And I'm going to go now to, uh, the like, a different case, you know, because I have three friends who are also moms. And who have kids kids now who are also, um, you know, nearing teenage years or teenagers. But they also started off, you know, with their motherhood um, in total servitude, because there is no guidance in our societies in general um, as to how a mom should raise her children there is general guidance like okay there are books about uh you know how to raise children and different stages of where the children go through and so on so forth but there is no real advice about how a mom should take care of herself so she could take care of her kids right and um not long ago, actually, before I get to the story of three friends, I saw on TikTok this lady who was talking about breastfeeding and how um, she just feels like a machine, like a pumping machine, and how she was very disappointed with all women who are in her life who have come before her, who never told her about the repercussions of breastfeeding, the repercussions of childbirth even, Um Anything negative, you know, that a woman experience uh, experiences uh, in those situations, no one talks about. They only they only tell you, oh, the fairy tale version I call it. Oh, it's just wonderful to have a child. You will love the child. And it's all true. But what about knowing also the negatives? Shouldn't you be prepared? Why should you always live this fairy tale and not uh, be told the reality of the situation and really communication? especially between women, women, has to improve on, on these aspects, especially between mother, mothers and daughters, um, if not between friends on these topics. In all cases, um, let's go back to our, uh, like the different scenario of my three friends who, you know, also were in total servitude at the beginning to their kids, until they reached, you know, a stage where they were also exhausted, and you know, each uh, mom would reach that uh, stage at a different level. It's it's a life journey, and so basically, uh, some moms would realize this at when the kid is like maybe four, five, six. Some others would maybe take till the kid as maybe nine, ten, or eleven to, the, to to realize that they are really exhausted. And the, actually, what what um, helped them though, these three moms, is that. Uh, They learned the hard way, you know, that they cannot be in servitude uh, all the time, that they need to look after themselves as well. Um, But what was important was that they began to realize and and they discovered and they acknowledged the importance of self-love and the importance of having some alone time and some solitude and... Each of them did something very smart, and it was that they asked for help. So, um, it's so important that you acknowledge that you are someone important as well, that you uh, have to basically fill your cup, that's a term that's being used a lot lately, (laughs) to fill your cup in order to spill over, you know, you have to fill yourself with energy in order to give energy, right? to say the least. You fill yourself with love to give love and, and it's important to acknowledge it and to, um, to know your limits and to know where, where's my limitation and when am I going to break? I don't want to go insane, right? So what can I do to actually uh, find a solution to help me when I reach my limit or, or even before I reach my limit uh, so that I can survive and be a good mom in the end? You know, because if you don't do something about it, you're going to yell and scream at your kids, maybe. You're going to be impatient with them. You're going to um, be snappy. You won't have, the you know, the energy to to give them what, uh, all that they need. And and you don't want to be that kind of mom. So, you know, you have to find a balance. And of course, uh, as we had begun with the episode, servitude, uh, in this case, not only towards children from parents, you can also have a case of mental or physical illness in the house, whether it's a spouse or a child or an elderly person, whatever it is. And in this case also, you have to be very careful to to take care of yourself and to be in solitude, as we have discussed in the previous episode. Um, You know, because let's say you think of your spouse or your father or your child. Of course, you love them a lot and you start serving them from a place of love. But again, this kind of uh situation is a long-term situation. And when you don't realize it, your service could, could turn into resentment, and it could be detrimental to both the carer and uh the patient, or uh, the person being taken care of. And you have to be careful uh not to reach that stage of victimization and resentment. You don't want to be in victim mode and and have this poor me attitude. Uh this brings me to to um you know a, a lady I know who is in servitude uh, towards her spouse. And she's been doing this for around 15 or 20 years. And uh, her husband is totally dependent on her and everything. Um He cannot really take care of himself physically. And so, of course, he's become dependent on her in, in, in all his lifestyle. But she has reached that point because she was unable to uh, or, or did not realize that she was important as well, and that she should take care of herself. She's reached a point where she is in victim mode, where she is uh, constantly complaining, She's satisfied with life. She's unhappy. She's always snappy and angry. Uh, she resents. I mean, just she can't say it, of course, to her. She always says, um, I love my husband, all that. But she resents him, whether she wants to admit it or not. And because she's forgotten herself in this situation, uh, she's forgotten she's, she has a life, um, she has reached this victim mode, this victim mentality. Uh, whereas... Uh, recently, I met another lady who is in a similar situation. But this lady, uh, somehow, you know, she became aware of this long-term uh, situation uh, with her husband. And she actually asked for help. And you see now, the solution in, in all cases of servitude is asking for help. No one can do everything alone. Remember that before our current lifestyle, people used to live in tribes. And in tribal life, you have the whole tribe taking care of everybody. When someone got sick, people were on rotation taking care of the sick. When someone gave birth, people were on rotation to take care of the child. Even people would, uh, like mothers, uh, would nurse each other's babies, you know. So we used to live in this beautiful tribal situation where we had so much help around us. And now we're suddenly isolated in our apartments, in our homes. Even our families are far sometimes, but you have to ask for help from other sources. If you don't have a tribe around you, you have to find help, uh, you know, through people around you. You have to find some arrangement that suits you, uh, to, to live a good life. And anyway, this other lady, uh, she realized this and she asked for help. And in her case, uh, she has, um, you know, someone who who comes in, uh, like a male nurse, who helps, uh, you know, a few hours a day, uh, and she can take a break for herself. She has her children who come on rotation sometimes, and they stay with their father as she, you know, takes care of other things in the house, let's say, and of herself. And so, of course, it depends. It all depends on your financial situation. Finances are important here. And so, of course, we'll go into hospice care as well. So whether it's hospice care or in-house care or family rotation or whatever it is, help is important, and you have to ask for it. And this is definitely a healthier scenario for both the care and the dependent, and they both lead a good life, and they're both happy. And... um And that's what you don't want to sink into this victim mode and this poor me attitude. And in the end, the carers don't, they cannot forget that they have a life. Uh, and it's called life. Life is to be lived, right? And if someone is incapacitated in a certain way and cannot live life to the fullest, doesn't mean that the carer has to self-sacrifice to the extent of losing that life, their own life as well as the situation they still have a life that they could live fully, and they should do that. Well, um, I, this is basically what I want to discuss today, and um, uh, that's why I discussed the importance of solitude in the previous episode, and why I asked you to maybe go there and and see it, uh, because uh, when you are in solitude, and have some alone time, uh, and you enjoy your own company, you are able to take care of yourself and your mental state and your health. So this brings it to, um, to the end of this episode, and next week we will be discussing uh, death and living. And until then, I send you all my love, and have a lovely weekend. Take care.